So if we're visualizing our goals coming to fruition uh, and visualizing it and feeling it in full color as if it's already happened and we're already there, we're on the path to actually manifesting the things that we want in our life and, and we're strengthening our belief system of us believing that we're gonna achieve our goals. With no limitations, what does your perfect day look like? What if it's possible to live like that every day? Would you wake up after 9am, have perfect health, maybe fire your boss, have the money and freedom to do what you love most? The world is your oyster. Where would you be? Who would you be with? The possibilities are endless. Whether you believe it's possible for you or not, you can make more, work less and live free. Welcome to Freedom Hack Radio, where entrepreneur, best-selling author, world traveler and adventurer, Bryce Robertson and special guests crack the code on money, health, relationships, spirituality and having fun doing what you love most. Be inspired to create your own self-designed freedom lifestyle. Welcome back to another episode of Freedom Hack Radio, where you learn to work less, make more, and live free. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson, and today we're going to talk about the thing that we all know how to improve, but many of us aren't taking the necessary action to get what we want out of it. Today, my friends, we are talking about freedom principle number two, health, mental physical and dietary health. And before we dig in too deep, make sure to go back and listen to episode number one and two. And episode number one, you're going to get to know me, your host, a little bit better and why I'm qualified to talk about living a freedom lifestyle. Episode two, uh, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into financial wealth. So assuming that you've listened to episode one and two, uh, I'm about to dig in here and give you as much information as I possibly can. Uh, but don't take Take my word for everything I'm going to say here today or for anything I say or any of my guests say on this podcast too. We're here to provide massive value to you guys so that you can live a freedom lifestyle, but make sure that you're doing your own research and checking everything out yourself. Um, so uh, let's dig into it and uh, we're going to start off with mental health. Uh, so let's get mental, shall we? So, you know, 20% of success is skills. It's skills and strategies and process. But we've still got like 80%. What's that 80% made of? 80% of success is mindset. So before we get into anything else, we've got to get our head right. And, you know, one of the best places to start with getting our head right is with having gratitude. Once we have gratitude for something, once we have gratitude for what we already have right now, it's amazing how many awesome things show up in our life and how many things that we can create. If we, if we are always thinking about, you know, well, if I just had this, I'd, then I'd be happier. If I just had that, look, there, you've probably heard this a million times before. If you're always thinking that the things in the future are going to solve all your problems today, when you get to the future, you're most likely going to have a handful of those same problems. So one of the best places to start with your mind is having gratitude. And it's really simple. 
just, you know, when you wake up in the morning, one of the first things that you get into is just thinking about, or maybe even saying out loud, some of the things that you're thankful for. And um, if some of you out there already consciously know that you have a pretty negative mindset, this is exactly where you need to start. Um, it might be something as simple as the sun's shining today and it's a beautiful day outside. And, um, you know, the more that we're programming ourselves to have gratitude, the more that we actually truly do feel gratitude and the more we're going to have, um, the more we're going to feel fulfilled. Because if you have gratitude for what you already have now, then all of the other things that get added into your life that are positive things, the goals you're working towards, they're all just cherries on top. Um, but if we, if we lack having gratitude right now, we're going to have a lot of challenges in all of the things that we've got moving forward. So take a little bit of time out of your day. Make sure you have gratitude. The best time of the day to do it is right in the beginning of the morning, as soon as you wake up, and also before you go to sleep. I actually like to uh, have gratitude visualizations in the morning, and I visualize all the things I have abundant gratitude for. It takes me a couple of minutes. And then at nighttime, I have a little journal where I like to just write three of the things I'm, I'm mo I have most gratitude for and uh, something that I gained the most out of today out of a challenge that I had or something that I learned from today. Um, what, we, what most of us need to do on our path to success and freedom is we need to reprogram ourselves because each and every one of us from wherever we are in the world, no matter what your circumstances are, we've all been programmed. Some of it has been conscious programming. Most of it has been subconscious or unconscious programming. And how does this happen? And this happens from, you know, we, we grew up in a household and we're influenced by our parents and our, our siblings and we're influenced by our community and our teachers and the media and the music we listen to. And all of these things stack up and stack up on top of each other until by the time we're in our, you know, late teens, early 20s, especially into our 30s and 40s, we're programmed and we're programmed pretty freaking heavy. And... You know, on our path to success, when we're looking to have all of the things that we need to serve us mentally, we need to sort of take inventory or assess what's happening with uh, our programming, like how much of our programming, how much of our belief systems, how much of the habits that we have are actually things that serve us. And how many of these things actually work against us, work against us getting the goals that we want to we want to get or things getting the things that we want to achieve. So, you know, we need to take a look at reprogramming ourselves. And uh, a good place to start with reprogramming is goals. So I think goal setting is really, really important. I've been goal setting for, for years and years now. And, you know, in the beginning when I started goal setting, I the things that I thought were the, the things that I wanted uh, were mainly everything revolving around. If I just had like, you know, X amount of money, if I was just financially free, it was all like financial sort of career orientated stuff. And then a little bit of like, you know, health and fitness and relationships and, and having fun. But it was mainly 
material financial goals that I was setting. And like, there's nothing wrong with setting those goals. Actually, I highly recommend setting those goals. However, uh, there's so many other areas in our life that we need to grow in. And that's what Freedom Hack Radio is about. It's about financial wealth, uh, health, uh, relationships, spirituality, and having fun. But in the beginning, I was setting goals for the things that I thought were going to solve all my problems and bring me fulfillment. And, you know, it was funny because fast forward and I achieved financial freedom and I was kind of like, okay, this is really cool. Like financial freedom is freaking awesome. Highly recommend it. But that alone isn't fulfilling. It's like, okay, financially free. Cool. Now what? And then it became at that point, it became like really, really, really obvious that the other areas of our life are super important as well. Um, I actually have a goal plate. I call it the ultimate goal template uh, that I use each year where I reflect on the previous year and then I set goals and financial goals, health goals, relationship goals, spirituality goals and having fun goals. And uh, I've got sort of a, a specific formula to it and something that I've actually created over the years and you know I, i've become very very concrete on what's important to me on the reasons why i do everything why things are important to me and exactly where i want to go so goal setting is like really really easy for me um, i have much more clarity and the goal template that i use really has played a huge role uh, in my success and so if you guys want to uh, get a free copy of the ultimate goal template just email me bryce at freedomhackradio.com and i'll shoot you guys over a copy but we've got to start off by uh, having goals. And if we don't have goals, it's kind of like going down the rapids and going down a river and we don't have a paddle. We're just going to end up wherever the river takes us. But once we have goals, we can navigate because we know where we're going and we can paddle ourselves in the right direction and we can go exactly where we want to go. So once we've got our goals in place, now we mentally know where we're going to go, right? But how can we start making that actually come into action? And one of the key things I like to do is visualization. And this is really, really powerful for our mind. It's really, really powerful for our mindset because interestingly, scientific studies have been done that show that there is no difference uh, to our mind whether we physically actually do something or whether we visualize or tell our mind that we've done something. So if we're thinking about something, uh, for example, there was a scientific study done where they had a few different groups of people uh, and, and it, was, it was all revolving around throwing a basketball and getting it in a hoop. And uh, one of the groups, they actually went out there with the basketball and they threw it in the hoop every day and they practiced, practiced, practiced physically, practiced throwing the basketball in the hoop. Another group uh, actually did not throw a ball in the hoop, but they sat down there and they visualized throwing basketballs in a hoop and getting it every time and visualizing it over and over and over and over again. And, uh, and, and, and I need to take it back a little bit here because these groups of people that were shooting basketballs, they didn't, they weren't like, you know, basketball players or they, they hadn't been trained in, in putting a basketball in a hoop before. But the interesting thing was the study showed that the people, when they actually went to throw basketballs in the hoop after they'd done all their training, some did uh, visualization training, the rest did uh, uh, physical training. It was the people who did visualization training 
that actually had a higher uh, repetitive success of getting the ball in the hoop. It's like they trained their mind exactly visually how it was going to go. So uh, I like to implement visualization in my daily life. And I'm going to talk about a, a daily ritual that I have a little bit later, uh, but visualization is part of it. So if we're visualizing our goals coming to fruition uh, and visualizing it and feeling it in full color as if it's already happened and we're already there, we're on the path to actually manifesting the things that we want in our life and, and we're strengthening our belief system of us believing that we're going to achieve our goals. And uh, the more that we're visualizing positive things, um, I mean, it's a really, really super, super powerful and I'd highly recommend implementing visualization into your life. One of the other things that we can do to, to really strengthen our mindset is surrounding ourselves with things that serve us. What do I mean by things that serve us? Things that are, are taking us closer and drawing us towards and propelling us towards the things that we want in life, the things that we want to attain, the goals that we want to achieve. And when I say things, surrounding ourselves with things, I'm talking people, books, audio, video, uh, all of that, you know, surround yourself with things that serve you. That is really going to boost your mindset. And it's really going to put you on a path towards where you want to go and, and towards having the things that you want to have. And uh, some of you, you might need to take inventory and take a check and go, hey, am I hanging around people that don't serve me? And if that's the case, then some of you may need to cut cut ties with those relationships. Or maybe you need to limit the amount of time that you spend with those relationships. Um, because if you're, if you're hanging around with negative people that are like really dragging you down, then that's not, that's not going to serve you in you going towards your goals. Um, you can replace <laughs> those negative people if they exist with people who are super positive and people who actually are aligned with the, the kind of mentality that you're looking for to serve your goals. And, you know, you don't have to, you don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be a change that happens with all of your friends and everything like that. I mean, you can actually just crank up a whole bunch of extra time spending listening to um, people who are already where you want to be. Like maybe you can listen to some audio books or, or read some physical books or watch people on YouTube. I mean, obviously you're doing that right now. If you're, if you're watching me on YouTube here at Freedom Hack Radio, or if you're listening to this on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform, um, the more that we do this, the more that we're getting influenced positively. And that's really, really good for our mind. Um, <clears throat> another thing is, is massive results require massive action. And, and sometimes that means we need to take massive change as well. So if, if you guys really, if, if you're like here and your goals are like up here, like you're not going to be able to achieve those goals by doing the same things that you've been doing. And so now's the time to really dig deep and um, make some changes in your life to affect yourself positively so you can go out there and take massive action to achieve the things that you want to achieve. So 
Daily rituals is something that that I find to be really, really powerful. And I've got my own daily ritual. Actually, I've got multiple daily rituals. Uh, one, the, the more important one for me is my daily ritual that I do in the morning. And it's interesting because I've had daily rituals over the years and they've changed. Um, you know, some, and I'll talk about some of the other daily rituals that I used to have in, in a couple of minutes here. Uh, but my, my daily ritual now exists of waking up in the morning, I have some lemon water, and then I do breathing exercises. And, and then while I'm in my breathing exercises, there's part of those breathing exercises where I'm, uh, I'm actually holding my breath. And while I'm holding my breath, I'm actually visualizing a whole bunch of gratitude. Uh, all of the things that I have gratitude in my life for. And I do a couple of rounds of that. And the whole breathing exercises and visualizations and gratitude lasts for, I don't know, maybe about 10 minutes. And then I, I have an, another roughly 10 minutes where I just spend time visualizing the things that I want to show up in my life. Maybe it's something that's happening that day and I visualize the outcome that I want uh, and then it shows up. And also I, I do these visualizations for long-term goals too, like maybe something that I want to achieve in, in a year or five years. And then fast forward one year's time, it just shows up miraculously. There's a whole science behind it, but it's super, super powerful. And, and that's one of my daily rituals and I swear by it. And, you know, some days I wake up and I don't do my daily ritual. And when I don't do my daily ritual, I feel it, you know, something feels off, you know, I just, I just don't feel like I'm on my A game. And then the days that I do it, it's just like everything falls into place and I start off right. And, um, you know, everyone is going to have their own daily rituals that will, will serve them. You, you figure out what's good for you. I mean, it could be, it could be meditations, affirmations, gratitude, visualizations, exercise, you know, there's a whole bunch of different daily rituals we can have. But when we're doing these things, and we're doing them every day, we're programming ourselves for success, we're programming ourselves for freedom. And uh, I, I, I highly recommend daily rituals. Um, you know, part of uh, daily rituals, uh, one of my daily rituals is, is a little moment of meditation as well. And if we're looking to increase our mental strength, we, we want to reduce stress. And meditation, I found personally, meditation is, is a really good way to reduce stress. There's a lot of different ways to meditate. I'm not here to teach you about that today. Uh, you can do your own research. Uh, but it's, it's, it's an amazing way to be able to be the calm eye of the storm when chaos is going, going down. And for us to be able to have a good mental capabilities in stressful moments. And so meditation has been very beneficial for me. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, when we're, when we're looking to increase ourselves mentally and increase our mindset, we want to have some wins. We want to have some successes. So in the beginning, when you're setting goals and when you're, when you're on your path to financial freedom and, and freedom lifestyle and, and all of the successes that you want to achieve, if you're setting all of your goals like way too high and you're not achieving them, it's not good for us psychologically. 
in the beginning, at least we want to have some attainable goals so that we can achieve them and we can have some wins and we can celebrate our wins. We can feel really good. We can feel the momentum and then we can happily move forward and stack upon, stack upon wins. And, uh, and, and then we can like raise the bar as we move on. So don't raise the bar too high in the beginning. Um, make sure we have little like milestone goals that we can win along the way. And, uh, and, and one more thing that I want to mention on, on mindset before we get to the physical side of things on physical health is, uh, is getting outside of your comfort zone. So, you know, one of the goals that I had set for myself, it probably would have been somewhere around about four to five years ago, was that every day I'm going to do something that puts me outside of my comfort zone. Something that makes me feel a little bit like, you know, butterflies or nervous if I'm doing it. And I tell you what, like doing that every day uh, really <laughs> increased my mindset massively and gave me a ton of little wins. And, um, you know, some of it and, you know, some of it was like, you know, speaking on stage or speaking in front of a bigger group or, you know, negotiating something beyond my current uh, comfortable zone, uh, whatever it is, you know, there's a lot of different things that we can do to get outside of our comfort zone. And some of it was like physically, I'd, I'd push myself to work out like way harder than I, I would or. Or maybe I'd ask questions where most people wouldn't ask questions. Whatever it is, there's a million different ways to get outside of your comfort zone. And if you look at your, our comfort zones physically, it's like if that's what our comfort zone is, and like this is the limitation of, of things that we're actually comfortable doing, then that's going to be about how big we are. And the more that we just go slightly out, so we just go slightly outside of our comfort zone and do something out here, then our comfort zone expands. And then we go the next day, we go outside and then it expands and then it expands and it expands and expands and expands. And I can tell you what, like right now, my comfort zone is like so huge. It's massive. It's, and, uh, you know, doing that is, has absolutely been phenomenal for my mind. It's been great for having wins and it just makes me feel like so much more at ease too. Like as our comfort zone expands, everything within our comfort zone is comfortable. So the bigger our comfort zone ex expands, the more comfortable life is. And so I would urge for you guys to push yourselves outside of your comfort zones. And there's already things you already know that are within your reach that you could do, but you've been a little bit of a pussycat towards. So, you know, push yourself to get outside your comfort zone. I, I highly recommend that. And uh, on the whole topic of mindset, and like, I don't have a whole bunch of time to go right into this right now, but here's a book by uh, Mark Devine called The Unbeatable Mind. And uh, this is actually a great book. Uh, if, 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 if I would say, you know, what's the one book to read for mindset, I would say it's this one. Uh, I, I got a lot out of it myself. You know, Mark Devine is an is a ex-Navy SEAL and uh, a pretty extraordinary guy. He's had a pretty extraordinary life. And this is a really good book on how to um, overcome your, your mind and actually have a really strong mind and also get outside of your comfort zone as well. So I'd highly recommend that. And I'm going to leave links to that in the show notes as well. So, you know, number one of three of the, of the health side of things is mental. 
and we need to wrap our head around the mental side of things. We're going to have tons of guests here on the show talking about so many different niches and specifics inside of how we can uh, have an excellent mindset. It's truly, truly, truly critical to our health. Uh, the second part I'm going to talk about here is physical health. And, you know, I'd consider myself to be pretty physically fit. I've been working out and, and exercising and taking things very seriously on the physical side of things for probably about 15 years now consistently. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a surfer. I, I'm a snowboarder. I would consider myself to be pretty athletic. I mean, I've competed in uh, obstacle challenge races like Spartan races and Tough Mudder. I've competed in triathlons and, you know, running races, 5K, 10K, half marathon. And I've even done a marathon. Um, I wouldn't say that a long distance uh, competitions are my favorite. I, I prefer like, you know, really high intensity short periods. Um, but, you know, I, I've, I've done quite a few things and I would, I'm 40 years old and I would consider myself to be pretty physically fit. And, uh, you know, but I haven't always been like that. Uh, I, I believe that the more energy that we put into something, the more energy we're going to get out of it. And the less energy we put into it, the less energy we get out of it. And it expands either way. If you want to be lazy, you're going to become more and more and more lazy. If you want to put energy into things, you're going to get a lot more energy out of it. It's just the way things work scientifically. I don't know what the explanation is behind that. Uh, we're going to have people on the show that actually will explain that. Um, but I've had periods in my life where I was like, I've been at a pit of laziness. I actually remember a time when I was in my, I think I was in my late teens uh, and I was in Australia and I'd um, I had a couple of too many drinks one day and went driving and I, I, I got caught for drink driving and I did that. Uh, I was slightly over the limit um, and the limit in America is much higher than Australia, but uh but yeah, I was slightly over the limit and then I, I couldn't drive for a while. I lost my license. So all I pretty much did at that point was I rode my bike to work and then I came back from work and that was it. I just ate and watched television. I was very lazy through that period of my life and I, I wasn't working every day too. I was in the hospitality industry at the time and I had uh, kind of a sporadic uh, schedule and I was working just a few days a week and some were nights and some were days and I was sleeping in late and I was pretty lazy and I reached a point and I mean I wasn't even 20 yet I don't even think I was even 20 I was young I was supposed to be at like prime energy levels and, and I was like it was like hard to get out of bed and, and like the longer that I went through that period, the lazier and lazier I felt. And I kind of could feel like a laziness all going all the way through my body. It was a, it was a terrible feeling. And, uh, and I, I don't even know what happened, but some, one day I reached like the bottom of it and I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. I have to like get out and about and start running or something. I don't know what I did. I can't remember what I did, but then I slowly progressed into um, doing more exercise and, and doing things more physically and got more energy. And like today, I mean, I'm 40 years old, I'm, I'm abundant energy. Um, I mean, I wake up in the morning and I go for it all day, you know, with business, um, fitness, having fun, you know, relationships. It's like, I, I go for it all day and I've got energy all day. I don't, I don't have naps at lunch. I don't feel tired. Uh, at the end of the day, I go to sleep and then I wake up 
and then I do it all over again. And, you know, we have people that come from out of town to visit. Um, sometimes it's friends and family. And, uh, you know, very rarely is there people that come and visit that can actually stay up to the pace of my wife and I, because we're charged, we're like, we're juiced on life, and we've got high energy. And I contribute a lot to that, to the amount of physical exertion and exercise um, that I do, which actually gives me more energy. So uh, one of the areas that uh, I think it's important that we focus on for the physical side of things is cardio. Uh, and if you want to just start off with the basics, I mean, if you're just walking like power walking 10 to 30 minutes a day, three times a week, that's, that's a, that's a good start. And, uh, that's good for a lot of reasons. It's good to get cardio. Um, I also highly recommend strength training as well. Uh, you know, and it doesn't mean that you have to go to the gym and pump a lot of weights. A lot of it can be calisthenics, which is doing things with our own body weight. I like to do a lot of exercises like that, where I'm just, you know, push ups and pull ups, um, doing squats, jump squats, um, you know, sit ups, all these things like using our own body weight. We don't have to go out and buy expensive equipment. We don't have to have a gym membership. We can do it wherever we want and, uh, we get a lot out of it. And, and I personally like to mix those two together. I like to mix cardio and strength training together. And I, I did for <clears throat> since about five years ago, I started CrossFit and then I did CrossFit at CrossFit gyms for about four years absolutely became addicted uh, to it. And then we, my wife and I started traveling so much that it was becoming impractical to be able to go to CrossFit gyms as we were traveling, you know, we're on the road for like six months at a time and different city, different country every day. And, um, you know, it's just like, you know, in the beginning, I was kind of like researching CrossFit gyms and blah, blah, blah. It was, it was becoming too much. So I just started doing CrossFit style workouts, but just wherever I was, maybe a calisthenic workout. Um, if I'm at home, I'll throw in weights on it as well. Um, you don't really need much to work out and you don't need to overcomplicate it. If you really want to break it down, if each week you're generally working, uh, doing some strength exercises for the major body groups, um, you know, like you're, you're doing all of the upper bodies and you're doing your, your lower body and you're doing it proportionately. Um, you're not like doing, doing push-ups like every day and, and neglecting your legs. You've got to <clears throat> mix it in and make sure you harmonize and balance it. But if we're working over our body uh, every week and we're working out like three times a week, I think, you know, it doesn't really matter how we, we don't need to get that technical and overcomplicate it. And um, there's so much noise out there in, in the fitness world and in the, in the health world. And most of it is like marketing. Most of it you'll, you'll see behind the scenes, the information that's being fed to you. There's some kind of ulterior motive, like someone's trying to sell their product. So they're, they're selling you this big, like, oh, you got to do this because of this, this, and here's the scientific reasons. And boy, have I got the solution for you because all you have to do is buy this product. And I personally believe that most of that is BS. Actually, I don't take supplements. I don't, uh, I'm like an all natural kind of guy. I believe that we can get everything that we can get through our diet and just through some simple working out. Um, so I, if I was you guys, I wouldn't be getting so sucked up in a whole bunch of products because really it's just a lot of marketing and advertising. Someone's making money out of it. And, and I've, I've used some of these products in the past. And to be honest with you, I didn't see any difference. I didn't see any, anything positive that came out of it. 
and I've had a better experience without those types of products. So uh, another thing that I, that I rate really highly is yoga. And I mix yoga in with uh, everything else. So like I like to do, you know, strength and cardio on one day, yoga the next day, and kind of go like that throughout the week. Uh, I like to get at least two yoga sessions in. It makes me feel a lot better. It, it kind of balances out all of the strength training that I do. And it, it gives me a higher ability in the strength training side of things as well. And, you know, I've got to be honest, you know, Create, I created Freedom Hack Radio primarily for you guys so that you can go out there and you can live a freedom lifestyle like I do and you can you can have the energy to live at an ultima, optimum um, level and, and go out there and crush it in life. And But there is a part of, of me doing this where I get something out of it. You know, I actually get something out of, uh, out of presenting this to you and out of interviewing people. And also, it's an opportunity for me to hold myself accountable. Because if I'm out there teaching you guys or, 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 or telling you guys about, you know, financial freedom and staying healthy and everything like that, and, and top relationships and deepening spirituality and having fun, then I think it's like imperative that I'm leading by example. And so this is an opportunity for, my, for me to hold myself accountable as well. And, you know, I've got to be honest, uh, in, I've been working out consistently for 15 years, but over the last 18 months, bar around about the last month, which I've really picked it up, I kind of dropped off a little bit on working out. And, uh, you know, I haven't really done anywhere near as much yoga as I've wanted to for the last 12 months. So I say, and I recommend doing it two times a week, but I'm kind of being a little bit hypocritical about that right now because I haven't been doing my yoga training lately. And uh, I mean, it's, it's now an opportunity for me to just call myself out and get back into it. But uh, when I do do yoga training, I get a lot out of it. Um, I get a lot of flexibility. It's really good for my mindset. It's kind of like the, the, the Zen in the chaos. And um, you know, guys, if you haven't, if you haven't tried yoga, I mean, it could be one of the best things that you do. Actually, one of my mates is a very successful Ironman. And uh, I mean, he's competed in Kona, which is like the top of the top Ironman competitions. He, that dude trains like, I don't even know how many hours a day. He trains like six hours a day or something almost every day. He eats a... Uh, 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 like a juice diet, supernatural raw. He's kind of like totally extreme. And I was curious and I said, well, like, what's the time that you have felt the best in your life? Like what training program were you on that made you feel the best? And he said, oh, it was like hands down when I did Bikram yoga, um, I, which is the hot yoga where you go in a hot room and you kind of sweat and do yoga. He said, I did that every day, uh, seven days a week for like months and months on end. Never felt better. It's been the most amazing thing in my life. I haven't had that experience. I haven't, I haven't done yoga every day. Uh, but I, I just thought that was pretty freaking interesting that someone who spends so much time training that yoga was the one thing that made him feel the best. So uh, I, I love it and I need to hold myself accountable and get back into it. So hopefully next time I'm talking to you, um, I'm coming from a place where I'm, I'm back on my A game. So <laughs> another thing is uh, switching physical activity or, or uh for workouts. So like, what do I mean by that? I mean, <clears throat> we can go to the gym, we can work out, we can do strength training, blah, blah, blah. But 
what is it all for? It's for so that we can have stamina and, and strength and, and all of this, but also so that we can be active and do the fun things that we want to do. So I love to surf. So I would much rather choose to go surfing or go snowboarding than to go into the gym and do a workout. I mean, I like to do both, but, uh, you know, when I'm traveling and if I'm like when I'm in Brazil or Costa Rica or whatever, like I'm surfing every day. I'm surfing all the time and I love it. And um, I mean, I had a period of my life where I surfed, uh, I surfed and scuba dived every day for about 18 months and it was absolutely phenomenal. And um, because that's kind of the point of it. If you like to, if you like to trail run or if you like to play sports or whatever physical things you like to do, um, I think it's good to actually put those in front of just going to the gym and doing a workout for the sake of doing a workout um, because that's a workout within itself. Um, and, you know, again, just like goal setting before, make your exercise goals manageable. I'm kind of like an extreme guy myself. I like to just go all in. I'm either all in or all out. Uh, but if, if, you know, you're, if you know that this whole exercise thing for you is like you're here and you want to get here, do it in workable chunks because you don't want to like overwhelm yourself. One, you don't want to get injuries. And then two, you don't want to do something that seems so overwhelming that you just lose motivation and don't do it. Um, have manageable goals in the beginning and scale it up. One of the things that I have found to be very, very beneficial for my health and physicality, um, it, and this is kind of like a workout in itself. I spoke about it before in my daily routine. It's breathing, breathing exercises. Um, we over-oxygenate our body. There's so many uh, awesome benefits from, from having um, increased oxygen and, and decreased uh, carbon dioxide in our body. It creates an environment that promotes optimum health. And it's hard for disease to actually survive in a highly oxygenated body. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in the dietary section when we come to that. Uh, but I do breathing exercises. I love it. There's a whole bunch of different varieties of breathing exercises. Um, I choose to actually do breathing exercises that are, you know, pretty much designed by a guy called Wim Hof, who's also the Iceman. Uh, here's, a, here's a book. Uh, of the Iceman. This is Wim Hof right here. Uh, he's also uh, a master at cold exposure. And he's, he's actually got a, a method, it's called the Wim Hof method. And it revolves around basically three things. One breathing exercises, I'm not going to tell you about how to do the breathing exercises, I'll leave a link where you can check out uh, the videos and you can try it for yourself. You can easily Google him on online. He's called the Iceman. So it revolves around breathing exercises, cold exposure, uh, and then committing to those the first two so that you're consistently having cold exposure and, and, and implementing breathing exercises in your life. And uh, <clears throat> the thing that he that Wim Hof has actually done is through these through uh, cold exposure and breathing exercises, uh, he's enabled himself to be able to override his autonomic system um, and, and regulate core body temperature and do so many amazing things in your body that, uh, you know, previously would have been assumed scientifically to not be possible. And, and he's gone out, he's quite an extraordinary guy because he's, he's used those methods to prove it uh, by creating world records. Um, he's, he, he's all about like ice baths and 
and exposing ourselves to cold uh, and mixing that with breathing exercises. And he's, he's he created a world record for the longest uh, cold exposure. I think it was like three and a half hours or something like that in an ice bath. And he was hooked up to all of this uh, um all of all of this medical gear and scientific gear that could you know track what was actually happening in his body and in that three and a half hours you would think that his core body temperature would have actually decreased but it it remained the same if not increased uh through his breathing exercises and mind over matter and and controlling his autonomic system i love it um he's what else has he done he's done uh he's he's gone to everest in board shorts um, that's pretty extraordinary. He's also run a half marathon in the desert with drinking no water. And in fact, he actually drank a cup of coffee before he did that. Um, he's created a whole bunch of other, other world records, super extraordinary guy. I totally recommend checking him out. Um, all you have to do is Google the Iceman. I'm also going to have links at the bottom of the show here. Um, and, and the cold training, I like to do that once a week where I essentially have an ice bath, uh, once a week and, and we can do it in a bath in our house. You can hop in an ice bath for two minutes. I'm not going to teach you how to do it. You can check out Wim Hof. He'll show you how to do it, but I love to do it in nature too. And, and, and jump in really cold water. It actually, uh, contracts and expands our, uh, our, our blood vessels and, and makes us like much stronger on the inside. And it makes us more immune to, um, disease and it cranks up our immune system, controls our autonomic system. Uh, this book here, the way of the Iceman. Uh, this is a great book. It, it, it breaks down a lot of his, uh, tactics and his, and his, his science behind all why he does it. And uh, also got a little bit of interesting information on him. He's a super interesting guy. So I highly recommend uh, breathing and cold conditioning. And uh, one last thing that I want to touch on on the physical side of things before we dig into dietary health is our physical environment. We live in a world today where there's a lot of toxicity. There's a lot of toxicity in the air. There's a lot of toxicity in the water. There's a lot of toxicity in the foods uh, that we can we can get or eat. Um, if you know, and <laughs> you can go to a grocery store and you can actually debate whether some of it is actually food. I know it's presented as food, but only the, the Lord knows what's in it. I, I don't know what half the chemicals are in some of the processed foods there. Um, so, and it's it's a it's we have to kind of like fight against toxicity really be conscious to have the right environment where we where we eliminate toxicity and have less toxicity around us and then also in our body as well um, another place that we can look for physical environment is our home environment what's your home like is it a toxic environment is everything like super plasticky and fake and man-made or is it a pretty natural environment um, you know I, I would consider uh, myself to have a pretty natural environment in our house. Uh, but ironically, as I say that, you know, so one of the things in our house that I think is a little bit uh, off with, with toxicity is like all the electronics, like, you know, phones and uh, phones aren't good for us, guys. Uh, microwaves aren't good for us either. Um, even computers and, and different uh, frequencies that are coming out of electronics. You know, if our house is jam-packed with these, there's all of these 
it's like a soup of frequency that's happening around us that we can't visually see because it's not on our scale of what we can visually see, but it exists and it affects us and it affects our health. Um, I'm all about, you know, natural versus man-made. Uh, I totally believe that, you know, a harmonious environment is a natural environment. You know, a lot of man-made things are based off like chemicals that we haven't, we haven't had enough time to be able to test what all of these things do to us for our longevity and for our health. And uh, I like to eliminate that and just stick to the natural side of things. I don't use a microwave. In fact, my wife and I eliminated microwave out of our life like years ago. We replace it with a, a little toaster oven, which takes a little bit longer. Maybe it takes like two or three times as long to heat up our food, but it's natural. Um, we, we don't want to kill things with, uh, with microwaves and then put microwaves in our body. It's, it's not good for us. You can do your own research on it. Um, it's, it, it's convenient for people. Uh, but I, I don't, I certainly don't recommend it. There's also, um, there's also a lot of reports on 5g and, and how bad that is for our health. And, uh, I've, I've done a little research myself and found some pretty alarming stuff, so, I mean, don't take my word for it. Do your own research, make your own choices. Um, you know, you will decide what's a good fit for you. Um, but something that my wife and I did, we probably did this about five years ago, is we went through our house um, <clears throat> and we just went, all right, like, let's get rid of everything that isn't natural and replace it with natural stuff. And I'll be honest, it cost a little bit in the beginning and it took a little bit of time. Um, and there was a lot of research involved, but once we did it, um, it's, it's very basic and simple and easy now, and it doesn't take any extra time now. And, uh, uh, but we went through everything, man. I mean, we went through like deodorant, shampoo, toothpaste. Like if it goes on your skin, if it goes in your skin, if it goes in your mouth, if you rub it on your hair, um, if it goes near your eyes, if you breathe it in, if it's clothes and you're wearing it on your skin, like we're, we're talking like. We, we replaced just about everything in our house to being all natural, um, all natural products because uh, all of these things that we absorb, we actually take them in. And then we take on these toxicities in our body. So um, this is something that uh, we have found to be really, really beneficial for us. Uh, it takes a little bit of work and you'd be surprised. It's, it was kind of like a rabbit hole because once we started, we're like, oh my God, like how many freaking things do we have to change here? It's like the things that wash our clothes. The, there was a lot of different stuff. So uh, we kind of did it piece by piece. You know, we started in the kitchen and then we went to the bathroom and then we went to the personal uh, personal items and clothes and whatnot. And uh, you can you can sort of choose your own adventure there and choose what's a good fit for you. Uh, but we're much happier now that we've got all natural things in our life. And um, we feel a lot better. We feel a lot better. And uh, I, I think that plays a big role in it. So on the physical side of things, that's pretty much it. I'm going to dig into dietary health. Um, I mean, basically, you know, you guys know this one, don't overconsume. you know, don't eat too much food. <laughs> um, calories alone aren't a way for us to measure um, <clears throat> things going in and, and energy out because there's a lot of cal calories that don't come with energy. Like, for example, you can have a Big Mac burger, and I don't know how many calories is in it. There's a lot of calories. 
but there's basically hardly any nutritional value in there. So you can put a whole bunch of calories in there and not get any energy out of it. So it's not all just like calories in and energy out. It's quality of calories that you've got coming in. And, uh, um, but it is something to take into consideration. And if you, if, even if you're eating really healthy foods, if you're eating too many calories of these healthy foods and you're not burning that amount of energy, then you're going to have a surplus of calories and that's going to be stored as fat. Uh, and most of us don't want to be in that position. Um, if you're at a deficit and you don't have enough energy, you're going to know um, and you can bump up your calories a little bit. Um, but dietary health, I think out of all of the three areas that we're talking about today, like mental, uh, you know, mindset, physical and dietary on the health side of things, I think dietary is the area I would urge all of you to do the most research because there is like so much stuff out there that is not good for us that we can buy at the grocery store that we can easily get. And it's, it's so not good. My wife and I have done a ton of research on this. And um, in the beginning, it was like really, really disappointing. You know, I can go to a normal grocery store now and look inside of it and like 80% of it is not even food. I don't even know what it is. It's like all these chemicals in there. Um, I like to keep it pretty simple. When we go to the grocery store, uh, we like to sort of shop at health markets uh, and places like that or, or even farmer's markets. And we also, we started growing our own vegetables too, which is super cool. But um, when I'm looking at something that isn't just a product, like it isn't just an apple or, or a cabbage, um, and it's something that has ingredients in it, I always look at the ingredients. Um, and then once I know that a certain product is safe or good for us, then you know I can continue using it. I don't really need to look at the label anymore. I already know what's in it. But I always go through these shelves and I'll look and I'm like, if I'm looking for a certain product, I'll flip it over, what's in it? And I want to make sure, first off, I need to make sure that I understand everything that's in there. If I, if there's one word in the ingredients that I don't understand what it is, or it's like a chemical, I don't want it. I'm not interested in it because I don't know what that's going to do to me. <laughs> and, uh, and we've done a lot of research on a lot of these chemicals that they add into food and a lot of them really not good for us. Um, and some of them can be disguised as other, they can use other words to disguise the same thing. And, and you think that you're having A, but you're really having B. So keep it simple. And if you can't, if you don't know how to explain what each ingredient is, I mean, I would recommend steering clear of it uh, because it's most likely not going to serve you and your health. Um, to make a positive change up, it, it takes a bit of effort up front. You know, when my wife and I went through the house and eliminated all the unnatural products and we went through our diet and eliminated all of the processed things and unnatural things and things that had ingredients that we didn't want, it took a bunch of effort and a bunch of research and everything up front. But once we did our research and once we knew what products we, we liked and what things we like, then now it's easy. You go to the grocery store, you know exactly what everything looks like and blah, blah, blah. And it's a piece of cake right? Um, so don't be alarmed and don't be overwhelmed. If you're, if you're making big changes in your diet, or you're making big changes in your home environment at home, the effort that you need to put into upfront doesn't last forever, it gets easier. And I actually think it's quicker and easier to go to the store now than what it used to be, because I know exactly what's in all of the things. And uh, I can make really quick, confident decisions. So, um, and you know, I'm, I'm about to dig into, and this whole, this whole uh, episode that we're going through here, I'm telling you things that work for me. 
you decide what's a good fit for you. Some of the things you might think, oh, like piece of cake price, I'm already on top of that. Um, what's next? Because I'm already doing all of that. And some of you might be thinking, hold up, hold up, hold up a minute here. I'm just trying to get my ass off the couch and stop eating potato chips um, because I'm addicted, you know? And so wherever you are, like I'm just sort of casting a really wide net on health and I'm um, given like a high level view on health and given my two cents on a few things here that, that I've got a lot of value out of that I want to share with you guys. Um, you decide what's a fit for you. If you've got your, your own thing that works for you, then, then it works. You know, one of the things we don't want to do is get too like critical on ourselves and then like stress out because we're like, we, we didn't work out the way we wanted to work out or we didn't eat the thing that we wanted to eat because that stress is just as bad as like eating something bad. Um, so, you know, don't make it fun and make sure it's something that you want to do. But I'm just like showing a few different possibilities here. I like to keep it back to basics and, and keep it old school. You know, interestingly, I think about the concept of, you know, if we were in, if we rewinded a hundred years ago, I mean, it would have been pretty freaking easy to go to the shops, or to go to the store and get the food that we want and not have to worry about things being toxic in our body. You know, but now it's kind of like a challenge. You go to the grocery store, you gotta like sift through a whole bunch of stuff because, in my opinion, like 80% of the stuff in a grocery store is not even real. It's like all this fake man made stuff. So I like to keep it basic, I like to um, keep it old school and natural. And here's a few things that I think are no nos um, say no to sugar. We don't need sugar. Um, sugar also. Um, it makes it, it artificially does something to our taste buds that when we stop having sugar, um, things taste weird for a little while because you're like, you're not used to it. Um, not used to having certain things like maybe your coffee or, or, or certain things without sugar. But then after a little while of having things without sugar, I noticed in myself, I started to gain a lot more taste. Things taste a lot richer and a lot deeper and a lot, a lot more profound taste. Um, and sugar, uh, really what it is, is the uh, sugar mixes with our insulin, turns to fat. Sugar essentially equals fat. Even though you can technically um, have on a, a bag of sugar, it could say 100% fat-free because in the, in the state of being sugar, it is fat-free. But when it goes into our body, different story. Um, stay away from sugar. It doesn't serve us. It's addictive. And there's freaking sugar in just about everything. This was when I was looking at labels in the beginning of food and things that I wanted to get and didn't want to get. I was like, oh, my God, how many things have freaking sugar in them? Um, there's even like sugar in, in recipes where you're cooking something with meat, like sugar in meat. Why the why do we need sugar in meat? We don't, um, but it's everywhere. And so we're gonna, we're gonna work around it. And um, sugar does not serve us. We don't need it. We can get all the natural sugars that we need from, from fruits and, and, and natural things that we eat. We don't need to add sugar into things. Um, my wife and I have no sugar in our diet. Um, one area that I'm probably guilty is uh, we, uh, every now and then I have a couple of beers or maybe a glass of wine and um, that has sugar in it. So, um, but yeah, sugar substitutes, stay away from sugar substitutes. There's a thing called aspartame. Um, do your own research on it. It's terrible. Um, things that are like, you know, diet, low fat, uh, all of these like substitutes, a lot of the times they've actually 
taken away one thing and replaced it with something that's man-made. And because of their marketing and advertising, it gives you the illusion that it's actually good for you. But it's just as bad, if not worse, than the thing that you're looking to avoid. So um, try and stay away from those things. Um, it, it's totally a marketing scam for the most part. Um, and I would, I would urge you to do research into it. If you are one of these people that has all of the low-fat stuff, do research on it. Um, you'll find, uh, for the most part, it doesn't serve you. Um, another thing, uh, and this is especially in America, high fructose corn syrup. It's really not good. Do research on that. I don't need to get into it. It's not good for you. It's in a lot of things. Um, don't drink it. Don't drink sodas. Um, smoking is obviously not good for you and excessive alcohol as well. And again, I say that kind of hypocritically because I used to be a smoker. I smoked for, I don't know how many years I smoked for. Uh, if, if there was one thing in life that I regret, it was smoking. Best thing I ever did was quit smoking. Um, uh, last time I checked, there's no vitamin C in it. And, uh, you can really tell, uh, from the outside, who, like if someone's a smoker and they've been smoking their whole life, like you look at a 50 year old that's been smoking against a 50 year old that hasn't smoked. And, uh, that's just what it looks like on the outside. You know, <laughs> we don't even want to think about what it looks like on the inside. So uh, I, I definitely would urge you all to stay away from that. But most of you, I'm assuming, are smart enough to know that already. And uh, alcohol doesn't serve us either. And again, I say that hypocritically because I used to be a pretty freaking heavy drinker and I used to drink a lot. I mean, I was like number one party boy. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of a lot of my life, in my, especially in my 20s, where, you know, I had a drink in my hand for a lot. And uh, I feel a lot better uh, from redu reducing drinking. I, I drink, you know, a couple of drinks at a time now, um, you know, maybe a couple of times a week. And I, I think if we are drinking any more than like six alcoholic drinks a week, then we're getting into a point where it's, it's just not serving us. Again, it doesn't have vitamin C in it. I've never heard any um, success stories of people of like, oh yeah, I drank and then I became ultra healthy. No, same thing with smoking. It doesn't serve us. And uh, let's stay away from processed foods. So that's enough of like the stuff to, to stay away from. I'd rather focus on the things that, uh, that are actually gonna serve us. So <clears throat> organic foods, obviously a good thing. Um, you know, there's a lot, I've heard a little bit of debate about it. You know, oh, what if like someone's at the market and they're saying it's organic, but it's really not organic. Well, if you're going to be buying something that isn't organic, then at the grocery store, at least, then you can almost bet there was built, it was made at a big farm and that they had like, you know, chemicals in it and stuff like that. So it wasn't going to serve you. So I would rather always urge towards organic products. Um, when I have the choice to get organic products. But if I'm shopping locally at like a local market or, or dealing with a local farmer with local produce and fruits and vegetables, if I talk to them and I'm confident that they have um, generally organic practices, I don't care about the label. The label doesn't really mean anything to me on that small scale. It's just when I'm at the grocery store um, and, and you're buying like, you know, large, uh, you're buying from companies that are producing things in large quantities. Those large companies, you want to make sure that you're getting the organic version of that. If you if you have the choice, um, much better for us, um, less toxicity. Uh, I think we we already kind of already know that anyway. Um, the less we mess with it, the better it is for us. 
Um, there's actually a, a thing called frequency in food. Uh, and this is, and frequency in food is basically energy in food. And so if you look inside our bodies, our heart, our organs, inside they need a certain amount of energy so that they can operate and so that they can pulse and so that they can process things and do the things that they need to do and the and this energy is actually measured in megahertz and so we have different types of foods that give us different types of energies or different types of frequencies and we want to stay with high frequency foods to give us the most energy and you may have heard people that have a raw all vegan diet um you know, one of the benefits out of that kind of diet is that you're, you, you've, you haven't messed with your food. Each time you do something to your food and mess with it, you, you're decreasing the frequency and the energy in the food. For example, if you get um, a vegetable um, and then you, if you eat it straight away or juice it straight away, then you know you're getting a lot out of it. If you cold press it, you're getting a lot out of it. If you if you if you induce heat when you're processing the the juice, then you're decreasing the frequency. Uh, if you're putting it in the fridge and then in the freezer, you're decreasing the frequency. And then if you're heating it up in the microwave or if you're cooking it, you're decreasing the frequency. And so, like the less we mess with our food. Um, the higher the frequency, the more we mess with our food, kind of the lesser frequency. And that's that's a bit of a generalization, but something to keep in mind. Um, some some high energy foods uh, and high frequency foods uh, are things like you know wheatgrass, almonds, lemons, and uh, you know a lot of vegetables. And uh, interestingly, uh, roses have high frequency in them. So if you smell a rose. You know how people say like smelling roses when you actually smell a rose we are picking up in the sense we're picking up a high frequency and that's actually good for us so do your own research on high frequency foods um, or foods with uh, a high megahertz and the more we have that in our diet the more that we have more energy and the more we have more energy we can go out there and the better our health the more we can make money the more we can have better relationships the more we can go out and have fun and do the things we want to do uh, another thing on the dietary side of things that I like to take into consideration is pH. Now, some of you may have had a fish tank when you're a kid and you kind of got the grasp of, of pH on one side of the scale. We've got acidity on the other side of the scale. We've got alkalinity and there's like a balance that we can find in the middle. Uh, and if you have a fish tank, there's a certain pH that it has to be for the fish to live on one side. It, if you went too alkaline, it'd be, you know, like, all this, you know, too many seaweeds and, and mosses and, and all that kind of stuff growing in there. Uh, and, uh, and, 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 uh, and like algae and everything. And on the acidic side, it would create an environment where, where the fish can't survive. And on both sides of the scale, the fish can't survive um, if you go too far either way. Now, the interesting thing is, is we've got water in our body. I think 70% of our body is water. Uh, it's wise for us to take into consideration the pH levels in our body. Why? Because disease uh, and illness survives in our body in a high acidic environment, okay? Where we have an alkaline environment, then, you know, it's an environment where we are going to, disease and illness can't exist, okay? 
Now, if you go too far on the alkaline scale, then you can start having problems too. But that's pretty hard to go too far on the alkaline scale because it takes um, it takes uh, multi uh, multiples of alkaline to actually eliminate a singular acidic um, cell. You know, so. So we need to actually crank up pretty heavy on our alkalinity to eliminate um, acidity. And you know, when I was talking before about toxicities and toxicity and food and everything like that, there's a lot of toxicity and things in our diet. Even like you know, things like um, sorry, there's a lot of acidity uh, in our diet, and there's a lot of toxicity in in our diets as well. And and th those things are acidic. So what we want to look at is reducing things that have acidity and replacing them with things that are alkaline. And the way that we can actually test that is we can go down to our local pharmacy or you can even get these in a grocery store and you can get a, a pH uh, test strips. So they only cost a couple of bucks and um, pretty exciting little adventure that we have here. We just, we just get this, you know, we pull the little strip out here. Um, you just pull it out and then you break a little bit off. You only need about an inch or two of it. You break it off and then you pee on it and um, it, a certain color is going to show up on there. Just like if you were doing a fish tank test for your, for your pH. And as you can see here, um, there's different colors uh, and, and different numbers there. Uh, one side of the scale, we've got alkalinity over here and then we've got acidity over here. Okay. And... Um, you know, if, if we're running a pH of like 7 or 7.5, I think we're doing pretty damn well. And um, you can go out there and do these, uh, get one of these kits yourself. I like to test myself every now and then. I like to know that I'm in a fully uh, alkaline environment and that my body is producing alkaline. Uh, because if, if I've got a highly oxygenated body and a highly alkaline body, then it's near impossible for disease to exist or illness to exist. Uh, and this is one of the reasons that I contribute on top of my mindset on why I haven't been sick for, for a very long time, probably about eight years. Um, and that, that hasn't meant that I haven't at times uh, had, you know, like a, a little bit of a raspy throat or a little bit of the sniffles. But it, it has never got to the point where I've actually been like, oh, my God, like I'm so sick, like I can't do something today. Um, no, I've actually had I've had top health for, for the last eight years, and I contribute a lot of this dietary side to it, and also mindset as well. Um, so high pH foods um, is uh, lemons, leafy greens, seaweed, root vegetables, seasonal fruits, and nuts. Go out and do your own research. Um, do some research on acidic foods and, and pH foods. Try and reduce acidity and increase alkalinity. Um, and one thing that you can actually do is the, the Wim Hof breathing. If you go back and then, and then test a pH strip after the breathing, you can actually test it before, do a Wim Hof breathing exercise. Um, you're going to massively increase the alkalinity in your body and then do a test afterwards and you'll find that you've, you've really cranked up on alkalinity and you can physically see it and it's pretty awesome. Another reason why I do my breathing exercises in the morning. Um, 
Another thing uh, to, to take into consideration is our superfoods. And, you know, there's a lot of different uh, berries that are superfoods. And um, I also like cacao and maca powder. Go out there and do your own research. I personally think that superfoods uh, are good natural supplements so that we don't actually have to go out there and buy man-made supplements. Um, and that's another thing that I would also say to people who challenge eating organic food and they're like, no, I'm not going to pay, you know, X amount of dollars extra to go eat organic food. You know, interestingly, the, the people that I know that are against spending money on a, organic food or, or high quality foods, like high quality products and paying a little bit more for the quality products, ironically, a lot of those people also uh, spend a lot of money on prescriptions and going and seeing the doctor and medical bills. And I bet you if you lined up the extra money that I spend on my groceries compared to all of their medical bills, it's by far more expensive for them uh, to, to not take the route of, of having a really top-notch quality diet. Um, it's, not a, it's not an area that I believe we should be skimping out on. I mean, this is, this is the experience that we get to have <laughs> happens in this body. So we take care of our body and uh, we're super set to take care of all of the other areas of our life. A uh, couple more things here um, and do your own research on this one too. Uh, good bacteria for our gut. You know, our gut is, uh, is believed to be our second brain. Um, and there's, there's a lot of activity that happens inside our gut. And when we have good bacteria in our gut, it, it really essentially uh, generalized, it, it means good health. And so there's a lot of different ways we can do this. Uh, a lot of fermented foods are really beneficial for the bacteria in our gut, you know, things like kimchi, sauerkraut and things like this. So uh, I would recommend adding these things into your diet and um, taking care of your, your microbiomes and, and um, some good bacteria in your gut. Uh, also, based off a lot of research I've done, and look, some of this, some of you guys have been like, you'll probably get to this point where you're like, all right, everything you've said so far has been all right, but don't mess with my meat. You know, but I, I actually think that, you know, small portions of meat and dairy uh, uh, are okay, especially if you're getting... Um, especially if you're having, you know, like grass fed, um, meats and, 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 and natural processes and no hormones and stuff like that. Um, that's going to be like totally much better for you. Like I'm not interested in having any meat or anything like that. That's, um, got hormones or chemicals in it. I'm not into farmed fish or anything like that. And <clears throat> I'm not a vegetarian, uh, Although I would say I'm I'm predominantly vegetarian. Uh, if I if there was a route that I was to take uh, where I didn't eat you know red meats or something like that, I, I do like fish, but only wild caught fish. So, um, but we don't need to have large amounts of meat. We just really don't. And and especially here in America, it's like you go to a restaurant and like you you have like that much meat and then you've got like that much potatoes and vegetables. And uh, it's the wrong way around, you know. We, we should be having like lots of vegetables and just a little bit like the meat should just be that little cherry on top. Um, so, you know, and there's all sorts of things that happen inside there. And some of you are going to just go, all right, you know, I know it's, uh, you may have your own uh, opinions on it. And you may be meatitarians, um, but even just one of the simple things like, you know, look at 
how how long it takes to digest red meat in our gut. It can take like two weeks. <laughs> and if you want to do a test, like get a piece of meat and put it in a cup, uh, in a, a cup of water beside your bed and look at that for like two weeks and wake up and see that every day and then and then ask yourself if you really want that that much of that in your gut. Uh, I know I don't want to, um, but you know some of you will have your own opinion on that. Um, and then <clears throat> obviously we want to drink a lot of water, you know, water and drinking water and like sweating and peeing is how we get rid of a lot of our toxins. It, it's how we flush a lot of things out of our system. It, it's a natural process. So drinking a lot of water is really beneficial for us. It's actually really good for our brain. I mean, our bodies are made up of like 70% water. Um, but we can have water in ways that, are not really that beneficial for us. Um, I would recommend staying away from BPA uh, plastics. And, and, and if you are going to have plastic or water or anything in plastic, try to go for BPA free plastics. Um, that also goes for cans as well. There's even some plastic on the inside of cans. And so you can have BPA free cans um, a lot better for us, you know, uh, even if even if we have stored our food or our water in a in a cool dry place, who knows what's happened behind the scenes and what happened in the process of logistics from your food getting to the grocery store and in the manufacturing process and how much did those plastics heat up and when those plastics heat up, um, not good. Um, we we don't want to dig into that too much. So drink lots of water. You're best off drinking it from glass. I've done re a lot of research on fluoride. And um, I got to say, like, I just don't believe that we should be drinking it. Uh, I don't believe that it's good for our health. Um, dentists may question whether it's good for your teeth, but that doesn't mean that we should be drinking it and consuming it and putting it down into our body. Um, you know, I believe that if if our if, if the authorities that be uh, wanted to put something in our water that was good for our health, uh, then why wouldn't they put multivitamins in there? You know as opposed to something that if you do research on fluoride, it's it's not good for us. So do your own research. I would recommend staying away from it. Um, I've been staying away from it for a long time. And also with my toothpaste as well, I have fluoride free toothpaste. And uh, I think it's way better. Um, and then so to sum it up on the on the dietary side of things, natural organic foods, high frequency foods, high alkaline, good gut bacteria, keep it simple, don't overcomplicate it, know what you're putting in your body, and um, you're on the path to having a strong immune system and top health. And um, so there you have it. There's, there's some things to consider for top mental, physical, and dietary health. Um, it's not all inclusive, but it's somewhere to start. And I wanted to throw a high-level cast net over the topic of health um, just to dig into a few things that I hope you guys find valuable. I've done a lot of research on health. I've implemented a lot of things in my life. I've got a lot out of it. I hope you got something out of this. Um, and, you know, I'm not a health expert myself. This is a lot of this is just like self-research because I've become obsessed with it. And um, but we're going to have some really exciting high profile experts on the show to deepen our discussion on health, where we're going to explore a whole bunch of possibilities with health. And that's going to be really, really exciting. And when you hear it from top level experts, professionals, you know, it's great to hear it from the horse's mouth and they can give you a lot more information uh, behind it as well. 
So make sure to check out episodes four to six, where we continue the discussion on the freedom principles, where we talk about freedom principle three, four, and five, relationships, spirituality, and having fun. And, uh, you know, if you're tuning in on YouTube, uh, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave a thumbs up, leave some comments, uh, let me know what you think, give some feedback. If there's something you want to discuss, let us know. Uh, the more you guys interact, the more that I can create this so it revolves around exactly what your needs are. And I'm really excited to do that. Um, and if you're listening on iTunes, leave a review. The more people um, that we can let know about this, the more people that we can positively affect, the more people that will be living a freedom lifestyle. And I truly, truly wish that for all of you, which is why I'm putting all of this together. So until next week, my friends, stay healthy, live large, and live free.